I'm John Moltz. I'm Lex Friedman. I'm John Armstrong. Welcome to Turning This Car Around. Lex, you sounded like you were in the room with me. That was that was a good. Uh, John sounds a little Skypey, but Lex sounds. I'm like I'm right good. there with you. Yeah, yeah, you sound really uh, you sound in my head. Present. It's kind of cre- kind of creepy. Thank you. I feel good about that. I'm <laughs> yeah, glad I'm doing I'm something sure. right. Well, like a guy, a guy who dresses up in an Elmo costume should be uh, comfortable <laughs> being creepy. Well, I spend so long in the Elmo costume, and I can't speak in the Elmo costume because the mouth doesn't move, so you can't talk at all. So anytime I'm not in the Elmo costume, I'm going to talk as intimately as possible. So it's a so you don't speak. You okay? Just yeah. So we're we're uh, we're doing some follow up. Um, <laughs> you don't speak. You don't do an Elmo voice. I mean, I'm sort of capable of a crappy Elmo. He's probably my worst Muppets impression. Mm-hmm. But you don't do it when you're in the costume because his mouth doesn't move. So you have you're a mute, huh? Not deaf, but just mute Elmo. Right, which is true of like all those creatures, right? You go to Disney World or Sesame Place, any of these places, the, the, none of them talk when they're walking around. That's it's true. like they're all these creepily silent things. I always think that's the weirdest part. And the lie I tell my children is, oh, we'll see. Uh, if they stopped to talk to one kid, they would talk all day because everybody wants to talk to them. So that what they've decided is they're going to give out as many hugs and high fives as they can, but they just don't talk because <laughs> then they would never be able to stop talking. Uh, okay. Wow. Okay. That, you, that you don't like a... it? Well, I, I like it. Uh, I just wanted to have a note there, uh, a technical note that at Disneyland, Tinkerbell talks. Oh, right. Well, and, she's not a costume character. Exactly. Well, she's yeah, like a full-on costume. Are you kidding? Like, so here I tried. But she's not a head. I, I think I said that. Did super I mention this costume. before? That like I super hot costume. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We did that. We did that already. But not not the super hot part. But <laughs> the part how. where they look to you like. Sh- Tinkerbell is fully in character asking oh. you as an adult questions and it's really disconcerting because you're supposed to play along but you don't maybe not understand that and you're having like knowing adult looks like and that no there was none of that like Tinkerbell was that I was not a grown up in her eyes or a Tinkerbell man. was in it to win it yeah yeah <laughs> she was in a special place that's just as that. much as you wanted to be you spent a lot of time thinking about that Tinkerbell don't you John uh, Seems like it. There's from you know, yeah, maybe like a four percent of my day usually, <laughs> five every day. Every, so, every, it's a daily exercise. It's a meditation. The uh, the topic we decided on for today is things we get wrong. Right? Is that what we said? I might be something getting that like wrong. that. Things or like, we tried, yes, things we tried that failed, that didn't work. Right? Doing it wrong. Doing it wrong. <laughs> well said. <laughs> The alternate name of this podcast, by the way. Yeah. Life. Well, I'm not, yeah, I won't have much to talk about today because, you know. You're perfect. perfect. Yeah. 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 So here's a question for you because I think that, I think that all choices are wrong on this one. If the kid is going to a well check, let's say, and they're going to get shots, we've tried both things. You tell them ahead of time and talk them through to keep mm. them calm, or you just spring it on them when the needle's jabbing into their arm. By the way, shot. Ah! <laughs> um, which do you do, and have you been proven wrong or right? I, I've tried. Well, first of all, I read something that said, "Don't tell them it's not going to hurt," because that's a lie, right? Because it's going to right. hurt. So right. that if you tell them, you should say. It's not going to hurt. So from the beginning of both my kids' it's lives. It's really going to, let me be clear about this. It's really going to yeah. hurt a lot. Okay? It's going to, it's going to suck for about four You're years. You're going to be in a lot of pain today. All right. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, uh, I, I, Is there a good answer to this question? I no, don't think there's a, I don't think there's, there's not. Yeah. There's no way to win this battle. I think the, the, the win is, is that you get kids as many shots before they can speak. <laughs> that's the way we loaded them up with tons of extras yeah just everything <laughs> day one go. you, got, you, got works, like, you got like four four doctors standing there yep all <laughs> all with needles yeah each each with bo- both hand has a needle in it <laughs> and then you're restraining <laughs> they just the go yeah boom 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 it's a, like an assembly line uh no i, I and, think the ice, that's, and then ice cream yeah yeah no i with the oldest before I think her last shot was mm, four years ago and yeah it was like well you might have to get a shot but I think actually I think it was no we're going to get shots today 
that's what we're doing right now. And there was a lot of talk about the shot. A lot. And then when it was over, she was like, oh, well, that didn't take long. And I got extra stuff. Awesome. So, you know, I don't know. Do your kids dwell on the shots after? No, I mean, once it's done, it's done. And like, we never tell them it doesn't hurt. We tell them it only hurts for a minute. Like, it's going to hurt. And then it'll stop hurting a, a minute or two later. And then, uh, and then it'll ache for a day. We have, the, right. We don't mention that, but we have the, uh, the pediatrician has once we go to a pediatrician who we like, but he has once called us out and said, Oh no, no, don't tell them about the shot ahead of time. And I, and then, so now I will only tell them about the shot ahead of time because I objected to his telling me not to, mm. uh, because he was saying, you know, <laughs> just spring it on them. And I was like, no, no, we reason with our kids. We talk to them maturely and we're like, Hey, this is going to happen. So it really, by the way, I apologize because like I have crazy allergies, so I sound disgusting. But uh, we really have this. You sound hot um, to me. I don't know. It's hot. We have a, a variety yeah, of so. kids, right? And so with one, with the oldest, you tell her it's coming and she's like, man, that sucks. But OK, I'm ready for it. And you're like, if we told the three, the three year old now, we mostly don't tell ahead of time. Like we tell him in the appointment. Because you walk into the pediatrician's office and he's like a dog at the vet. He's like, am I getting a shot? I don't want a shot. I'm scared to get a shot. I don't want a shot today. So him, we, we don't tell until we're like, he knows that it's a possibility as soon as we're pulling into the pediatrician's office. Yeah. So if he asks, what is your response? Um, well, if we know, we'll tell him the truth. If he asks, I'm the, I, I will never intentionally lie to my kids. Yeah. I can't, yeah. I, I can't yeah. What, that, that's a, that's wrong. Well, that's wrong right there. You should be intentionally <laughs> well, lying every well, day. I, should, no, I shouldn't say that, but yeah, I shouldn't say that. Cause yeah, cause you, I've definitely done that. <laughs> oh wait, so I'm wrong. What lie should I be telling my kids? I uh, mean, I lie about the Santa fact Claus? that I eat way more desserts than they have. Yeah. San, yeah. Right. I mean, there's Santa, a, the myths, the, the popular myths of childhood, Santa Claus. So I've, I always told my kids the truth that about there are Santa monsters Claus. under the bed. Yeah. <laughs> It, it helps that I'm Jewish, so I was able to tell them the truth about about Santa, but I told them they couldn't tell their friends. Mm. Um, where it gets awkward is like we talk friends about, are idiots. When we talk about the tooth fairy, I uh, I do maintain that charade, but like when my daughter asked me, she's like, she was you know seven, she says, I think that the tooth fairy isn't real, and then it's you and you're pretending. And I said, well, I'll tell you the answer if you really want me to tell you the answer. And she said, I don't. Never mind. So I thought that was a pretty interesting situation. Oh, yeah. She knew, she knows that I know she knows, but she's like, I'm going to go on and allow myself to keep believing for a little while. Don't ruin this for me yet. That's very Also, mature. there's money in it for me. <laughs> yeah, maybe the money will stop. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you don't want that, that well to dry up. Mm-hmm. Keep the money flowing. Uh, John, what yeah. about you? I don't, what? well, shots... Um, I, I, I don't, yeah, like I said, I just don't think there's a good answer. Cause I think we we've, we've done both just like not mention it. We've never lied about shots, but we've done not mentioning it. And then, you know, when, when he was very small, we did get into actual physical battles to like get him, you know, get his pants down to get him a shot in the leg, <laughs> which was pretty funny in retrospect. Um, it was kind of traumatic at the time, you know, it's like, you don't want him to be, you know, the kids, the kid doesn't want a shot. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't want to be stabbed with something. And you're like, no, we're going to stab you with something. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's never fun. But then I'm trying to remember if this was last year or the year before, but he had a, he had to have a tooth pulled. And so they were like, there's two ways to put him under to do this. One is IV, which is better because it's less nauseating. And then the other is a shot in the arm, which he's likely to have a bunch of nausea afterwards. And we're like, Tried to reason with him to get him to do the IV, but he would not <laughs> sit still for the IV. So he ended up with a shot in the arm, and then he was throwing up for like an hour and a half after the the whole thing was over. That'll teach him. So yeah, I or mean, so I, you know, I would hope that the next time we'd be a little bit more able to reason with them based on that experience. But who the heck knows? You can't reason with kids. It's a constant. It's a constant battle. So when you say battle, I'm picturing a Scott Pilgrim situation <laughs> with lots of special effects. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When he finally goes down, there's a whole bunch of coins. <laughs> <laughs> it turns to dust and coins. <laughs> but you don't feel like they're coins. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, no. That's no. the thing. When you win that, I mean, the only way, well, I guess, I mean, the only way to like really win that is if he just like says, yes, I will submit. I am ready to submit to the shot. <laughs> Take me away. 
Zen Do with me born, what you He's born away on a pallet by... <laughs> okay, so what are the wrongs have we committed? So this is one that's, it wasn't Man, like... We, we don't have enough time. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that this one specifically is like a huge wrong. It's more of like a, an annoyance that I seem to have to deal with now for an indeterminate amount of time that seems never ending. But so when I was a kid, there was one night when I had a nightmare. And I had a, my favorite doll named Brian. And my mom told me the next day when I complained about the nightmare, and I was very young, she said, well, all you have to do to prevent the nightmares is tell Brian before you go to sleep, Brian, we're going to have good dreams. Brian, we're going to have good dreams. Fine. I did that for years throughout childhood, and it prevented my bad dreams. So when my oldest was the obviously the firstborn, and when she started having nightmares, I told her that. I was like, you know, Grammy taught me this, and you can do this with your dolls, and you'll tell it you're going to have good dreams. But when I told her that, and then eventually her sister... It, they made it much more culty and ritualized. So now you have to, after Anya says it twice, sure. you have to repeat it twice. <laughs> and after you repeat it twice, and cut a goat, nothing else may be spoken. <laughs> you may not speak again in the room. You must leave the room, get the light off, and get out of there. But do not talk again once you've repeated the line. And if you mess up repeating, if you say anything wrong, if anybody says anything, you've got to start the process over at step one. Oh my God. Lauren wow. is ready to kill me for this. I mean, in truth, it's only like a 20-second process every night, but it's so weird, and you have to explain it to so many babysitters who are like, what the hell is wrong uh, with you people? Yeah, And it's uh, it's a thing. I wish I... I mean, I'm glad because it seems like effective. They don't complain about nightmares now, but it's totally weird. Uh, uh, my youngest... <laughs> it was a little wrong. My youngest is going through that right now. The, the oldest, I think, has not had the... She, her thing is like, it's too hard for me to get to sleep. I can't sleep like her mind's racing or whatever. She, she can't get to sleep. But, but, um, the youngest is going through and very much like her, her older sister, her imagination has kicked in. And so now it's, she's going crazy with like monsters and, and I don't like to be inside my dreams. I like to be outside of my dream. And I think, I think what she means by that is that she's, she doesn't want to have dreams because they're all bad. And so, she has this puppy, which is the, the, uh, best friend ever for her. And so we were told to tell her to say basically like what you've done, Lex, same kind of thing. Maybe not so OCD, but, um, Wait, my mom didn't invent it. Uh, I'm <laughs> sorry to bullshit. say, well, if she did, um, <laughs> the people I spoke to spoke to your mom. So, um, uh, okay, there you, you go. Thank your yeah, mom yeah. for me. That's, that's probably the most well, likely scenario. Well, what, I, I uh, think so that sounds, everybody that sounds else good. has talked to my mom. What, else, right. what what specifically does she say to the doll? Maybe so what she says to the puppy is a stuffed puppy, and it's not a live puppy. It's a pretend. And um, <laughs> it's not live anymore. Yeah, <laughs> we had a taxidermy by a very it's reputable. Been, it's been stuffed. Yeah, yeah. And that's actually yeah, the taxidermist. Sure. It's not a creepy job. It's not. Yeah, <laughs> it's not rearing up or anything. Today's episode sponsored by Big L's taxidermy. Thanks, Lex. <laughs> You kill him, we stuff him. Uh, <laughs> so what did she say so, to this? So what, she, what we were told to tell her is that, um, is that the puppy's with you in the dreams and you tell the puppy, we're going to go and have a good dream. We're going to get out of this dream and have a better dream. And puppy will sit, puppy will help you get out of that dream. And she's, I think she's a little dubious, but we don't have an incantation or any kind of ritual other than, uh, <laughs> And and my oldest was like this too. There's a there's a super anxiety about sleep. I think from the age of three and a half, four till about seven, six and a half, seven for for the oldest. And I think we're in that same zone with the youngest. So uh, it is stories, maybe singing, um, and then we talk for a moment. I might tell an imaginary story, um, and then. There is a, the ritual starts, the script of the night starts. I'll either get up out of the bed and go to the door and it's, but dad, 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 wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and then we have a conversation about monsters. It, depending on the severity of that conversation, I may go over and I may, you know, try and comfort um, Marlo. But with, with the oldest, it was virtually, you had to do, there, it was super OCD. It was like three times you had to do this and she would do it like, every night and I, I really fought it and fought with her for and this is where I screwed up this is my screw up is that I with the oldest I tried to change the wrongly that routine and then um, 
I, I don't know where I read this, but I got in bed with the oldest and just, we started talking and we would just have a conversation and I would ask her all kinds of questions and we'd be all cozy and under the, you know, super supposed to make a nice, really nice environment for her. That I think finally I got that right for the most part. But, um, with the youngest, she doesn't quite need that level of, you know, uh, handholding. So we just have the repeated conversation and then done. Um, so I'm hopefully not repeating that mistake with, that I did with the oldest. <laughs> but that's, you know, man, you're not going to know until college and the therapy both start, right? I mean, that's early. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, no matter what we're doing, we're doing something wrong. Do, so do you worry about that, though? Do you worry, like, is this mistake that I just made going to lead to therapy bills? I think we're going to have therapy bills. Oh, I'm going to have I therapy do. bills no matter what. Like, Yeah, I yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> so well, though, I, that's so I, yes and yes. So I mean, I think that no matter what, you're going to do things that are going to affect your kids. I don't even worry specifically will they be in therapy as much as you know what is the long term unintended consequence of whatever thing I have oh, just yeah. done. Like I, I think I stress about it more than is appropriate. I should probably I, talk to my therapist about it. I, I have that too. <laughs> I and I also came to that realization. And and I, ironically, it's as a divorced father, I've tried to create the life I want. It sounds super new agey, but it's very true. It, you know, when you're, when you're with somebody full-time, you're, you, you have a, the couple dynamic and you're, um, creating the environment together. And so for me, I had to start over kind of, I've got a new space and mm-hmm. not, I wanted to keep the schedule the same. Cause I think that's helpful, uh, for the kids. So my thing was, you know, keep the schedule, but I can create this, the thing. So my big thing was not to get super intense too quickly. That was the thing that, uh, I wanted to do and I've, I'm still working on it. I'm doing pretty good though. Uh, because I, at the outset of my separation, I was, there was a period of time where I was a little intense with the girls and I definitely did that wrong. Whoa, did I do that wrong? And I, <laughs> I am, I replay a lot of those conversations and I mean, I, it's not so much the conversations. It was just my energy was not good. And yeah, I'm sure that there's going to be a price to pay for that. However, uh, <laughs> pro therapy over here and at any time. So um, we've done some of that with the girls. And I think that will be continuing off and on for the rest of time, as, as it would be for any human, I think. I think we all... Personally, I think everyone benefits from having some time in therapy Um, and that can be ongoing. That can be, you know, three months here, six months there, whatever, whatever works for you. Um, But yes, I spend a lot of time replaying my past bad energy. I do. Well, yeah, I mean, I I do that about everything (laughs) in life. (laughs) I mean, I replace stuff that I did in junior high school. Oh, totally. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I bet it did. I can remember every time I've been a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's vividly. I mean, every time I've been a jerk, just like plays constantly in my head. Facebook. Right now. <laughs> Facebook is great for that, right? Like constant reminders. <laughs> yeah, really. And that's also, yeah, that's a big help. Thanks. Thanks, Zuckerberg. <laughs> uh, do you think... So on, on a recent on a recent episode, I believe we, t- I, we were talking about screen time. And I was talking about how he basically has all the screen time that he wants. And that's something that we've had to roll back mm. of late. Because he was doing chess and chess ended. Mm. And so now he's got more time just at home. And it was kind of getting to the point where it was getting a little ridiculous. <laughs> Whereas previously, it seemed like, yeah, we got a good balance going on here. Seems like, you know, we don't really have to be very hands on and managing his screen time. But now it's become to the point where, yeah, okay, we need to, we need to be cutting back a little bit. So, and it's, it's not been as bad as I thought it would be, but, but rolling something like that back is pretty, is difficult. He, he does not like having to have a limit. Removing previously awarded privileges is a pain yes like yes. with us it was it was the same thing with ipads where they were using this was years ago now but they would use the ipads every morning because we would do that instead of acknowledging that it was time to wake up and they were <laughs> like geez we're they're they're spending like 90 minutes a day playing with iphones and ipads that's probably a problem so we switched to it's only weekends and there was you know rebellion in the streets when we first announced oh no ipad time is only on the weekends now but they get used to it they they're willing to accept it over time there's a protest but then once you are heartless and won't listen 
then they just go with it. That's right. Just right. roll. Yeah. That, that's the other thing I think is that heartless is somehow heartless. Whereas I think the default for my parents was heartless was their default. And, and, and it was like <laughs> very, not, not strict necessarily, but rigid boundaries around things. So I'm of the generation that video games started, you know, that, that they didn't exist home video games. And then they were invented when I was a kid. And so I grew up with them and are, you know, but there was a before and after is a clear demarcation. So my older siblings didn't really have the issues with it that, and, and really I didn't have a, a home video console until I was almost in high school when the Atari 2600 was cheap enough to, you know, <laughs> like buy out of, out of, out of a five and dime store or whatever. Do they even have those anymore? Does anyone know what that is? If I say five and dime, I mean, did that? Yeah, like, yeah really. I don't. I like assume a, you meant the dollar store. It's a dollar. It's kind of like a dollar yeah, store. Yeah, kind of dollar store now. Anyway, yeah, like dollar. I'm pretty store. sure we had the 2600 when I was in first grade. Mm, so but that, I'm mostly just calling out our age difference. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Okay, so I'm 45. I had a black years and white television you. set. <laughs> <laughs> that, I can remember having a black. That was like our first, our first yeah. TV. Um, and, and I don't remember, I don't remember having like a limit on television time, particularly. There wasn't I mean, a the limit, limit. The limit was inherent because there just wasn't anything on. <laughs> Four channels. It was enforced by ABC, NBC, and CBS. And CBS yeah, right. I mean, like uh, the, the hours that I could watch something were very limited to begin with. So it wasn't really necessary to have a, but now it's like, you know, it's like they're getting sprayed in the face with a fire hose full mm -hmm. of children's content. I mean, Netflix and... <laughs> All that stuff. Nice. Media firehose. I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, I think actually there's always something on. Yeah. My oldest is, is gets burned out on that. And so what we'll do is we'll just, you know, it's like, well, let's not, let's just read or, and the thing is, is, uh, because of the space in my condo, it's let's read on the iPad. And she actually is pretty good. She'll do it. Like she won't, I won't walk over there and she's, you know, back in Minecraft or whatever. She's, She's good about reading on the iPad, but, um, I think she's getting to an age where the, that subterfuge, like she can see that I may not be paying attention hundred percent of the time because she's reading. Right. And I don't need to like sit with her and watch her read. So I think we're getting to a place where that's going to start happening. But anyway, no, no, like I think I didn't have, I think in the summertime, my mom was very much about, you know, my dad worked in an office, so he was out of the picture during the days in the summer, my mom would say, get out of here. What are you doing? It's beautiful weather. You should be outside. And like yeah, literally yeah. kick me out of the house. Maybe not <laughs> physically, but uh, psychically. You were not permitted like, well, there's inside. That, yeah. Was sort of, there's a great recurring thing in Calvin and Hobbes where it's just a picture of the, the door and there's like, you know, parents' hands sticking out the door and yes. he's literally flying out. Yes. I mean, he's just, he's been summarily picked up and literally thrown outside. Yes. Which I think is is great, which used to happen to us, but now it's like, you can't even, mm -mm. you're not allowed to do that with kids. Yeah. I, uh, you're first of all, you're not allowed to throw them, which I think is terrible. Right. Not fair um, at all. And no. second of all, you're not allowed to just let them go outside and run amok. Well, so we've been trying to be braver with our kids in that context like give them more responsibility and give them some of the same freedoms that we had since you know i'm 100 convinced by these articles that talk about how excuse me that that it's not a more dangerous time than it was for us when we were children did any of you read that uh, hannah rosen article about this about how kids need more danger and yes. i think it was in the atlantic and yeah. um like this yeah. jungle gym or this playground that was totally crazy with tires and everything yeah yeah, we should put yeah. that in the show notes because that article, like I read it, and I was like, Lauren, you got to the overprotected kid in the Atlantic is what it was called. Yeah, I think we I think actually yeah. it was in previous shows. Oh, right. we did talk about it before. You're right. Yeah. But so well, I, I think I just we talked about that concept and I linked happened to link to that article. So I am um, supposed to read those now. Come on, man. No, <laughs> but so no, we're they're like, for other people, Lex. They're not for you. We're like, actually, as a matter of fact, I would prefer it if you don't. <laughs> no, but so now we are trying to send the kids outside sometimes and we're not watching them. Uh, the whole time. But of course, I'm peeking out. And so, you know, for example, we tried to send Sierra out to get the mail. And we said, Sierra, you're going to go and get the mail for us. You're going to walk into the street. You're going to look carefully, open the mailbox, get it, close the mailbox, bring it back. And she was so excited. 
And the first time she did it, we were watching. And so she kept checking back to us like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Like, this is amazing. And then she got there and she couldn't reach the mailbox to open it. So, so I had to go out and yeah. help her and whatever. So then more recently, I said, you know what's here? I want you to get the mail. And she's like, I can't reach. And I said, ah, I have a solution. And I gave her a stool to take with her. So now she's setting up a stool in the street. But anytime a car goes by like eight <laughs> miles away, she's... She she would grab the stool and run back up onto the lawn again, like terrified that this car is going to hit her. And like she was in no danger. I was very, I didn't let her know I was watching, but I was peeking through the window and watching. Um, so then her sister went out and joined her and they did it together. So Sierra was spotting for cars while Anya sets the stool up and gets the mail. But like, we're trying to give them more things like that and trying to be brave. I do feel like um, we, I, I, we didn't start young enough with the older two. And I yeah. don't think it's, yeah. you know, unfixable forever, but I, I feel bad. I feel like I should have been more oh, yeah. given them more danger sooner. Yeah. yeah. There was a, t- there was a time when, I mean, and he was, he was definitely too young to, to do this by himself, but he, God, what was it? He was playing with some mail and he just somehow he like, you know, and I think it was just junk mail, but he happened to like seal up a, and we, you know, we were doing, you know, it was just kind of a fun thing. He took some junk mail and, you know, like maybe wrote some scribbles on, the the credit card application or something like that and folded it up and put it into the into the envelope to send back and and Karen and I were running around doing other stuff getting the house cleaned up or something like that and he just you know and we were talking to him as he was doing it and and you know oh you're going to mail that now you know just like kind of playing a game and then he was like yeah i'm going to mail this now and we had previously on walks gone to a mailbox that's like four blocks away you know on the street like a real mailbox on the street yeah which is across from a gas station (laughs) and he decided i'm gonna mail this and so next thing we know i turn around and the front door is open and he's gone (laughs) (laughs) and we freaked out i mean just freaked out i'm like i'm like karen where's hank karen's like oh my god my baby and then she, we look out the front and see him just like trucking up the street. He's on his way to that mailbox. How old is um, he at this little point? Little tiny. I mean, he, he was like, he might have been three. Wow. Something like that. He was pretty. He was like two or three, I want to say. And um, and you know, we just like took off after him, and we're just like, ah, come back. And really, it's like that's just that's really just a funny thing that happened. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. He didn't get that far. We didn't need to go so ballistic about it, and and uh, and I think we gotten a little bit better about that, and I think we need to get even better still. It's like we got—I mean, like this was a few years ago. Like he wanted to walk to a to a friend's house, and I was like, okay. And I was like to Karen, like let him walk to his friend's house and follow him in the car. But <laughs> <laughs> it's not that far. It's like three. It's like three. It's three blocks or something like that. <laughs> so that's what she did. Rolling. It's like, a like followed, follow. followed him at like, you know, two miles an hour in the car. <laughs> okay. So now you have, uh, now he's probably got a credit card too, right? So what? 10,000 million on that? <laughs> he, pro- he probably does. Dear. <laughs> You've got. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm guessing there were uh, yeah, scribbles, right. so they would just randomly type in characters and give you. Um, San- <laughs> Santos, Santos L. Helper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my my sister, uh, when we were kids, she used to be like, she was all over the place. Eh, yeah, where's she? I don't know. She's four or five. She's up the street. We don't know. Well, let's call around, see where she is. You know, and there were streets wow. that could have been crossed. And that was not a big deal. Not sort of like, oh, it's more of a, a bummer we have to go like call people to try and find her than it is that she could be dead. You know, like that's where we go now is if I can't see my kid, they're probably dead. I mean, that's kind of yeah. where like if, right. not, if they're not at school, it's not doing school hours and I can't see them and they're not at a, like I, if they're at a friend's house, uh, I hope those parents can see him because otherwise she's dead. I mean, that's like, that's right. the place I go. I think everyone does, but I, I think that's oh, a, yeah. like a zeitgeisty thing, right? That, like every, so if if you let your kids walk ahead of you too far, people get all weird about that, right? And mm-hmm. uh, that's something that it's like there's this other side of it. It's like you, we're not serving the kids very well, but then there's also the fact that we're going to pay double for it because anybody who sees this going on is going to be all judgy and weird and and freaky, right? Right. right. It's like we took a I don't know. And I, yeah, what point did we take this hard turn? Like where where was it? Because I'm 
I've gone back trying to figure out where society has gone to hell. And it's, <laughs> I got a project I, and I, I, I absolutely let the kids walk in front of me. I'm just saying they can walk as far in front as they want. If that's going to let them have an extra feeling of independence, I I'm all for it. Sure. But the terrible, I mean, it's like, he's got a, a, a we got, we got, okay. So my, my wife was a news reporter for years and covered crime. Uh, so that doesn't help no, because we know every bad thing that's happened to a kid in this town and so he's got friends who live up the alley there's an alley behind our house and it's 50 yards to their back gate and but there was a kid who got snatched out of an alley a few years ago uh, here in Tacoma and it's just like <laughs> having those two, you know those two competing things in your brain is yeah difficult you do not want to be that parent. No. Yeah. No. So I do. But at the same time, it's 50 yards. It's <laughs> like, I mean, you know, there'd have to be like some predator just like, like waiting right there in order to grab him. I do hate though, that anytime the kid is out of sight, like you were saying before, John, it's just always they're dead. Like they're clearly dead. <laughs> yeah. I I can't shake it. Like if my wife comes home late, I'm like, oh, she must be dead. And um, she says, it's not just the kids; it's everybody. She she seems to come home date late with um roses every time too, which is weird. No, uh, <laughs> but no, if she if, like especially if she's if she's out with the kids, and then they're not home when I expect them to be home, then I'm like, well, geez, they're they're all dead. There's no other explanation for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I hate that part. Start scanning I, like the local news to see if there's been a, a report. Right. Of- I'd, yeah, I, I have on occasion texted a friend of hers to, where I knew they were out together. And I'm like, I, I thought Lauren would be home with the kids by now. Are you guys all still together when Lauren hasn't been answering me? And they're like, oh, yeah, her phone battery died. I forgot, blah, 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 that kind of thing. So it's always, yeah. they've never actually been dead thus far. Good. Um, well, I'm glad to hear that. That's great. One other yeah. mistake that we made that, that I want to make sure I get out there because we really, we really screwed this one up, <laughs> which is <laughs> with the first one, we were pretty strict about food. Like, you're going to eat vegetables, and so she's pretty good at eating vegetables. With the second one, we were still pretty strict about food, and she's pretty good at eating vegetables. And with the third one, we're like, you know, the first two are so good at eating vegetables, let's not force the issue here. And yeah, uh, that was a tragic mistake. Yeah. yeah. The third one actually, to his credit, he does eat a lot of vegetables, but he doesn't eat anything else. <laughs> so it's all veggies. It's, you know, there are worse scenarios than, you know, a kid who will only eat vegetables, but, like, he won't eat anything else. So we kind of, we really? should have done a little bit better. He'll eat like bread and peanut butter, but no chicken or fish or oh. most cheeses. Like he just, he's like, give me the, I'll oh my God. Have more we need to carrots. We need to com- combine your kid with my kid. Yeah. <laughs> they have like exact opposite eating styles, meats and cheeses. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> and white, you know, white processed bread and noodles. Yeah. 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 You gotta, you gotta like, Food is a huge mistake. Trick, trick him to get a vegetable in him. Yeah, yeah. We've. I think we could probably. My, so, do. oh, it's, it's. You're talking about like people being dead. My wife is a is a now she's a private investigator. So that is so cool. So sometimes so awesome. she has to go to places that are not great in order to mm. interview someone. Yeah. And she said she was. She pulled up in front of someplace like a couple weeks ago and she looked at the looked at the place and like one of the windows was boarded up <laughs> and she and there's like a you know beware of dog sign and she just thought i'm not gonna go to that door <laughs> i was a mormon missionary in uh, northern england in the 80s and so <laughs> wow. imagine detroit basically manchester england salford <laughs> you know the smiths where they have the salford lads love that album cover. yeah those are the neighborhoods i walked and um uh-huh. You'd see these streets where the council had uh, decided they were going to tear everything down and build something new. And before they threw everybody out, you know, you'd have these rows of houses where people were, but it was super sketchy. And it was like one row before they'd moved everybody out. So everything was boarded up, but all the kids would go crazy. And like, oh my God, it was, I think about some of the places I went as a, you know, 20 year old, 19 year old. Ugh. Like I would never go in those neighborhoods today. There's no way. It's the, it's where the soccer hooligans live. Oh, are you kidding? That's like they breed them there. That's where the they, factory. Where they go home. That's yeah. yeah when Man they go United, home, man. That's when they go home to fight. Yeah, that's where they go home. Now they had these like, like there was this. There's a city called Salford. It's right outside of Manchester, and um, it'd be like um, it's like uh, Newark is to Manhattan, um, but no river in between. Um, 
So uh, they would take, they would get in these council buildings, basically uh, projects, and they were like 20 stories high or whatever, 30 stories high. They would go and they had these windows in the stairwells, the emergency escape stairwells that opened flat so that you would hear the sound of breaking glass just showering down. And what they had done is they had flattened all the windows open, gotten to the top and dropped a brick through it and just just showers of, it was awesome to see far away. (laughs) Not good to be there. Note, I never did that myself. So that's a mistake I learned not to. You know, I learned. I learned not to do that. When or to I teach lived my in kids LA, this is this is not related to parenting, although it's a lesson that I hope to teach my kids one day. But when I lived in LA, I was taking classes at the Groundling School, um, and a couple people were there were reports that the school was sharing with everybody, to their credit, where some students would leave classes at night and then get either mugged or carjacked, which was obviously a problem. So they said, you know, walk to your cars in pairs. But uh, we were all competitive actors who hated each other, so nobody was willing to walk to their cars and pairs. <laughs> and that's not really true, but it was, you know, people parked all over the place. And yeah. so what I would do to, because I like, I mean, I'm big in the sense that I'm very tall, but I'm not at all willing to fight or do battle with a mugger. Mm. I would take out my cell phone when I left and I would just start swearing and screaming into it. Like I was hugely furious with the non-existent person on the other line so that I would seem totally fucking crazy and that nobody would come up to me. And it, I mean, I have no idea if it worked or if there was just nobody around at the time who wanted to carjack and or mug me. But that was my, uh, my big defense mechanism was acting like a crazy person into my cell phone so that people wouldn't bother. Plus me. it's like, it's a good, it's a good exercise. Mm. And, uh, yeah. Good acting. Right. It was improv acting. Yeah. Exactly. Improv acting. Right. Was that down Melrose? <laughs> All my fellow students. Yes, it was. All my fellow students probably thought I was the biggest jerk in the world. Man, every time Lex at, leaves, he's oh, at look somebody. at him. <laughs> what, yeah. what years were were that was the were, method actor? Yeah, two thousand two. No, two thousand three to two thousand six would have been the okay. years that I was there. Okay, I I moved away from LA in two thousand two, um, hmm. and I lived not super close, but <laughs> to make room for Lex, but close, yeah. But close. When I was all done mugging and carjacking people, I left Los Angeles. <laughs> I, I mean, I could have walked to the theater, but it would have been like a fifteen-minute walk or whatever. And you don't do people that. People don't LA. do that in Los Angeles. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, you park. Yeah, you right. Drive. No, get a get a cab. Uh, so, so um, I think I learned in England not to have kids, basically, uh, and to raise them in council flats. But um, that's really so. I've done. I've been a Good success to learn. in that regard. But uh, I think they tore some of those down and like it's changed, but good parenting back then it was pretty rough. Um, I, uh, I remember going to Disneyland with my oldest the first time and I realized that uh, she had never gone in a restroom publicly by herself at that age at, at, at six. She had just turned six or wait, five and a half, whatever, however old she was. She was too old to have never gone in a public restroom by herself. And so uh, we had to find the family restroom, which there's not many. And um, there's a big line usually. So anyway, we now what I've been doing is letting the girls go to a restroom by themselves. And I'll tell you what, the first time at Chipotle when I was doing that, holy crap, I was terrified. (laughs) Like they're going to walk back there and die. Someone's going to be back there. Like the worst person in the world is going to be back there and they're going to die. They're going to, or, you know, like the, the, something's going to happen in the bathroom. It's going to be a terrible accident and they're going to die. And, or they're going to get kidnapped. And I'm like, like, wait, the kidnapper would have to walk. Or all of them. <laughs> like I started logically talking myself off the cliff. And I realized I was being ridiculous, like completely insane for no reason. And um, so now when we go, invariably the youngest wants to go. Marlo will be like, I got I to gotta go. I got to go. Like she has the best timing for that in the world. So I have the oldest go with her so they can go to the girls room by themselves and they can have that, you know. Like, and once they're older, like the, the oldest now, she's fine. We, I send her, but there's this, there was this real transition period where I was super nervous just to send them to the restroom in a, an enclosed restaurant. That was completely like, there was one way in one way out basically, unless you work there. Like I, um, I, I have crazy. had this experience when I took the kids to see the Lego movie. I took just the girls and they had to go to the bathroom before the movie started. And I hate taking them to crowded public men's rooms for, I guess, obvious reasons. I just find sure. it totally creepy. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah. and this, this would have been their first time. And I'm saying, why don't you guys go together? Uh, Sierra goes first, Anya goes second. You can share a stall. You'll stay in the stall with each other. And then you'll wash your hands together. And Sierra's like, I can't reach the towels. And I said, well, Anya's there. She'll help you. It'll be great. 
So they go in and uh, there's a, an elderly, elderly, I don't know if that's a word, but there's, <laughs> a, there's an older guy uh, who's observing this and he's like, I remember when my kids were that little. And I'm like, yeah, they're growing up so fast. First time. And then like, he's just like being impressed by me and marveling at this change of life that's happening in front of him. When my girls come running out of the bathroom screaming, we can't do it. We can't do it. And then they explain that it's a, an automatic flushing toilet and that um, Anya didn't have a paper towel to cover up the sensor, which is what her mom usually does. And she was going to use toilet paper, but Sierra didn't approve. And it's like, there was just no way they were going to use this bathroom. And so instead I took them into the men's room and that was that. But, uh, there's, it was, we were, I was so close. Like, and I was, if, if the, if the other guy, if the elderly man hadn't been there watching me, uh, it would have been fine, but because he was, it's like, man, I have, I have failed everyone. I have not just failed my kids, but this man, his, his fond memory of what he just witnessed is now totally besmirched. Ed, elderly. I, I had yeah. something similar. Damn that guy. <laughs> I had something similar at Target. I had the, we were Christmas shopping. It was like recently. So like, I think it was this year we we're Christmas or holiday shopping or whatever. <laughs> if it was this year and it was Christmas shopping, you did a shitty job at Christmas shopping. Or you're extremely early. <laughs> uh, so yeah, maybe he's doing a super good calendar job. year. I'm saying within the past twelve months. Oh, got it, um, got it, got it. Fiscally, it's the fiscal. Uh, no, um, <laughs> we were. I was at Target. And they had to go, and and so and and they had never been to that restroom. And my oldest was kind of freaky about it because they got in there and there was a line or something was going on. They kept coming in and out. I'm like, just go. And so I let him in there, and then nothing, nothing, nothing. And then this woman came out and goes are there two girls in there that are you? Cause they were freaking out and I had to help them. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, thank you so much. They are new at this. Like they're still getting their, you know, sea legs, their public restroom legs. And thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, what, legs. I, and there's the title <laughs> public restroom legs. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I think I would start earlier with that. Uh, much much yeah. earlier i i there was one we get to we get a complete do-over right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> let's be clear about that we, we get you know this is just like our first run for this yeah and then we we go back and we start all over again. i mean right? if you had the option to do it over but you had all these memories and all this time and tiredness from all the stuff you've already done would you want oh to do it God. over like i feel like that would just be too much work like i'm okay i'll just yeah, keep well. these mistakes <laughs> i'm gonna repeat the same thing i always repeat <laughs> yeah call the vasectomy lex <laughs> so that's my answer all right huh no i, I well, i'm sure there are more it. things that i've done wrong let's uh <laughs> well i wouldn't i don't think i would repeat it though like so <laughs> got through all my shame yet i'm shame you wouldn't repeat it though you're good no, no you're good i mean like so done. there's five years between my my girls and i think i read somewhere like or one of my siblings said something about they were doing research and they said like the optimal gap is actually six years because the oldest or the the older kid can kind of start to function on their own and you can focus on the younger one and and do what, what you got to do with that kid but what's what i've found is actually there's less focus on the younger one and it's not like i'm focusing more on the older one it's just it's like okay she's going to be fine because i've already done this before and you know it's going to be fine don't so a lot i mean i freaked out a lot with my oldest over god knows you know, like everything mm -hmm. and um just had to learn to you know relax which was difficult and with the younger one i'm just like eh, okay don't get too freaky about that but then there's times when you know like if she pushes someone she's got a temper that's pretty intense and so we've had to work on that but um so that i do not let go but but like the stuff like um you know i don't know random stupid stuff i used to get crazy about i don't so I'm technically not doing it over, I guess is the answer to that <laughs> point. Question. Thing. I'm not saying that I did a good job, but I'm not sure that I have a better job in me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so if, if, I think if we just went back and did it over again, I'd probably, I'd make different mistakes. Right. Like, I think it could be easy or uh, appealing to go to the other extreme of just exposing them to too much danger too soon. <laughs> like hey six-year-old here's the subway system go that's right. right and a gun i think there's probably as with all things there's probably a middle ground that's the best optimal i don't live in a play neighborhood where i can let them roam the streets though my neighborhood is not 
that kind of neighborhood. I, there's been a big part of me that wants to move to that kind of house and move to that kind of place where they can ride their bikes and, you know, like, yeah, there's a park nearby and Jackie Earl Haley is not there. So that's fine. You know, his character and whatever that <laughs> awful movie was. Don't watch that movie. We'll have to find which, that. Which movie is that? Oh God, it's awful. He's a child molester and it's so, so screwed up. And it's the worst. Oh man. I can't even remember the name of that movie. I'm, I'm looking it up right now because it's just I'm freaking out about that. I'm looking it up. Too. Do you know what the movie we're talking about, Lex? Glad you guys type loud. Oh, so he? Oh, he's the guy. Oh, he's yeah. uh, he's um, I know who he is. Um, this is this is podcasting yeah, oh, gold. By and the way. Uh, yeah, sure it yeah. is. he's the guy. And then he was in uh, Watchmen, right? He was. Uh, yeah, he was in the Watch. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's a great actor. He's an amazing. Yeah, actor. he's been around for forever. Of oh, Rorschach, he was in Rorschach and Watchmen, and. Um, all this is about parenting, by the way. Uh-huh. <laughs> Little children. And breaking Away, that's the one. That's breaking the one Away, yeah, he's great in Breaking. So the movie to avoid is called Little Children. That's the image I think that um, I have in my head of my kids going to a public park. Is There's this really creepy dude played by Jackie Earl Haley. It's like a John, John, Wayne, John Wayne Gacy yeah. type. Yeah. Yeah. Dressed as a clown. It's actually a really good movie, but holy crap, is it hard to watch. I don't like movies like that. Uh, what was that on uh, Lovely Bones or something like that a while back? Oh, yeah, that one I saw. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not All fun. Well, so I, we, maybe we should turn it around and end on a happy note. What's one thing, you know, damn it, I did this right? I woke up today. <laughs> there you go. Great job. <laughs> um, I got nothing. No. Uh, <laughs> piano lessons. I had kids. I'm good with that. I had kids. Piano lessons. Yeah, well, that's good. That's something she can win at the oldest. We're still working on the younger one, but the, but the oldest definitely like she feels good doing it. She's good at it. It's a success for her. It's a success thing, like a thing that she's can have some success in. So I feel good about that. What about you? Yeah, chess and karate are, are great things for Hank. Those are both things that he's good at and enjoys and breaking a board. Every kid loves breaking a board. I think for me, mine is uh uh, my kids really have a strong love of reading. Good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Hey, Hank needs to get a better love of reading. <laughs> Things not on a screen. <laughs> what did you do to help with that? Well, I don't know. I'm taking credit for it, even though I feel like I didn't really do much for it. Um, we read to them all the time when they were young, like very young, much too young to appreciate it. And uh, we always had lots and lots of books out for them that were age appropriate. So, you know, board books when they were young, but not like they could play with them and there were other toys. Like they were surrounded by board books. The house is built entirely out of board <laughs> books. Um, but no, I, I mean, other than just having tons of books around and reading to them, I don't know, but it worked. You know, those board books are going to serve you well in the end times. Yeah. Well, there's, they're also a, a decent nutrition source. <laughs> yeah. You know, six of those will stop a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. I think reading is essential. Like that's an awesome. I feel like we did that and it didn't work. At some point he took, I mean, at some point he, the kids just like sniffs out things that he thinks are work. And at some point through school and us, it became work and he'll still read, he'll read like, I mean, he'll read light fun stuff. Like, um, I mean, he'll, he'll read a Calvin and Hobbes book forever. Um, which is nice. It's a, I mean, and, the, and a lot of the words mm -hmm. in Calvin Hobbes are pretty big, but he's not, you know, trying to get him to read like a chapter yeah. book is mm. pulling teeth, <laughs> which we've literally done as well. And that's ah. also not fun. Okay. So it sounds like <laughs> without the vomiting. So it's, it's, there's no vomiting when he, when he reads a book ah. <sighs> or very little. Um, anyway. We need an end. We need it out here. And I, I'm, Tapped. I'm jet lagged too. I think I think that as a parent all the time. <laughs> Skype Skype sound. Skype disconnect sound. I'm I'm yeah, like I I didn't know that parenting was gonna be this exhausting. And I think that the anxiety around the oh 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 I know what I, I forgot to bring up one thing. So I read this other or I linked to it. Did bring we talk about the no don't help your kids with homework thing? Like I, I found this thing that like they did oh. a study and that parents who actually like were really yeah. into the homework and like super all over it with their kids, that those kids, it didn't really affect the kids any. And in fact, it made it worse in some cases. I don't know if the well, study's any good, but I'm, mm -hmm. so I'm helping my girl with her homework all the time and I'm super into it. And, you know, 
look at it every night. So maybe that's something I'm doing wrong. Well, I always, I mean, in our, I mean, I wonder how much of that is, I mean, I'm sure I don't know what the statistical term for it is, but it's sort of deterministic because the kids who, the kids who are doing their homework on their own don't need as much hands-on help. Whereas the kids who are adamant and often talk about writing a letter to the president of the United States to have him <laughs> abolish homework, um, need a little bit more <laughs> help getting through the homework every night. <laughs> so more studies to be done. So it's like if I did not help him do his homework, his homework would simply not get done. So you're doing it right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I I'm doing it the only way. I think I'm doing it the only possible way that can get done. <laughs> I could pay him. <laughs> Maybe. No, I'm not even sure that I could pay him. I think there are some jobs that he just won't do. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I, we, we, we beat up on ourselves a little bit today for, you know, not being great <laughs> parents or not always making the right decisions. Um, but here's the thing that can cheer the two of you up. I am about to uh, travel across the country on an airplane with all three of my kids. And uh, you don't have to do that. So congratulations. Yay! Good luck to you. <laughs> Are you going solo or with your, yeah, with your wife? Uh, Lauren's coming too. Well, good luck um, to both of you. And we're, we're not even flying direct, though. We're flying to Phoenix and then driving two and a half hours to Tucson uh, when we get there at what would be East Coast bedtime. So it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. That's always a fun thing. Yeah. Well, good luck. Also, um, good technology to you. Thank you. So I'll say this is my last ever episode of this show. Yes, right. Lex, it's been great knowing you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's been really good, Lex. <laughs>